It's being recorded, you guys. It is. You're in your car. Are we? Did we start? We did. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my car. I'm super pissed. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Why are you super pissed? I'll tell you this. I'm just thinking like, you know, whenever we do our drive, you know, we're asking for money and stuff like that. People to pony up instead of just listening for free. Yeah. It's, It's for times like this where... My son's playing water polo right now, but I'm sitting in a fucking car and a driving in a parking lot doing a podcast. You because and you have two shows tonight. You need to rest, but we're like, no, we gotta shift this another hour out. <laughs> okay. So sorry, we asked for a little bit of money for that, but yeah. we don't have to be doing this, okay? No, no, we don't. But just think <laughs> of the joy that we give. We give people joy. <laughs> I don't, did um, I just give anyone joy? Only a sick perv got joy. <laughs> um, I'm going to be that person. You're still chewing gum and he's typing. All so right. uh, the it's two out. of you. It's <laughs> on it. On it. The cops are. Yeah. Cation, what are you, the police? Yeah, I got a nose <laughs> problem. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I have, uh, I've learned many things. I'm at the Creek in the Cave here in Austin, Texas. I have, Laura House has been doing guesties all weekend. Ooh. Oh my God. That is so oh, awesome. So great. She, She's such a great comic. She lives how far from Austin? Not like an hour or what? Not even, not even. I don't think. I think they're right oh outside god. of town. So, oh uh, my god, that's so yeah. cool. So she's here. She's here for a while. Um, she might come back to L.A. We don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, just uh, we we wouldn't want anyone to not employ her because she's willing to to do the L.A. thing. Don't don't sweat it, anybody. And uh, so, but the she's so yes. funny. Such there great. is no there is no central location anymore you know i i it, it might see you know i mean for stage time there definitely are two central locations but um you know there, you can do comedy from anywhere now and and zoom shows count you know it's not the same <laughs> yeah. but if you're zooming from whatever fuck shit state you decided to hide out in <laughs> <laughs> okay okay it's here to stay. I mean, everyone <laughs> thinks they're, they're done doing Zoom shows. They're not. A lot of people don't want to go out, never will leave their homes again. And that's the only way to reach them. Right. And some people uh, are homebound and want to see stand-up comedy. How about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So those those shows, I think, will always will always exist because it'll be super fun. Yes. And um, yeah. And I, you know, I've been trying to explain Zoom shows to people, you know, here in Texas. Uh, I was I was trying to I was talking to somebody. I was like, you guys never even really shut down. Right. And they were like, oh, no, we really shut down. Are you hold on? I'm, I'm trying to get. <laughs> I'm in my car and I was parked in reverse. And uh, here's the thing: I just needed to make sure my key wasn't in the ignition, so the battery would die. So now, right. but now I've, I've upset my very careful placement of the uh, iPad, and uh, it might fall. Okay, I'm sorry. That's, a, so that's, that's okay. Texas. Yeah, no, they're they. People are telling me, no, we shut down. We totally shut down for like four or five weeks. Oh man. 
I was like 16 months over here. And, um, you know, yeah, it was like, I was, um, uh, this won't be the end of your Texas stories. I just want to tag onto this sentiment is I was, it was in a green room this week with somebody who had, you know, was like, I worked throughout the whole thing. I, I, I was one of those guys went all to the, to all the red States. And I was like, you know, um, I don't, I didn't ask and I don't want to know. I would like to think the best of everybody. There's a few people who were so overtly public about, you know, saying fuck you to mask mandates and stuff like that, that I, I can't not know that they worked and probably cr- caused more COVID and created more COVID. But a lot of you guys, I don't know, did that. Okay. So you don't have keep to it to yourself. Me. Yeah. Keep yeah, it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Please. I don't want to yeah. dislike you. All right. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm from the generation that was trained to look the other way. So please don't give me evidence. Okay? I don't want evidence. Oh, my God. That's so funny. A uh, couple of comics came by uh, last night. Uh, a cool. guy that I that I um, that had been doing comedy for like three or four years, maybe more. He was my stepmother's favorite comic in 1981, 1983 uh, in Milwaukee. A guy Wait, named. He's been doing comedy how long? He started, I think, in the seventies, but he oh, lives here he here now. Four years. Oh, in, in oh. Austin for three or four years. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. He's been in. Te- uh, let me start over. So sorry. Uh, a guy named Richard Hallis showed up uh, to see the first show last night. Where, by the way, I almost had a mini heat stroke because uh, Texas is so freaking hot. Right. And right. um, and I. Uh, I didn't, I had low blood sugar for some reason. Right. And then, um, and it's, you know, you would think that there would be, that there would be enough, (laughs) that there would be enough um, fat on me that there would be no problem with low blood sugar, that my body would just naturally just go, go eat something that's over here on my left rib why don't you go have right. some of that right and um nope low blood sugar is real even if you're even if you're me and so uh i get on stage and i'm a little dizzy i'm sweating i'm i so i have to take Ooh. a knee i have to take a knee i did a probably five on minutes stage? Of my set. yeah i, I, I love I, it and you I kept told, going? Oh, yeah. I told people to sing the national anthem. And then, <laughs> yes. and, then I, and then I had a seat. And then I told some <laughs> jokes while seated on the stage. And then uh, I slowly stood up. And I did a couple of bits. Uh, I probably did another 15 standing, 15 or 20. Took another knee. Uh, and I got off stage. And <laughs> Richard Ellis was like, were you having trouble breathing? And I was like... Was that why everyone was looking worried at me? Did they think that they were here to see me in my very last show as I <laughs> fell over in a heap? Um, but uh, the second show, for some reason, first of all, I got to eat something. Right. And uh, and I think the AC, you know, the sun went down and it just got cooler outside. And sure, the AC sure, had sure. a chance to kick in better. And... Um, Second show was awesome. Second show was freaking awesome. And so Laura, cool. Laura couldn't do the show first show because she's writing on a she's writing on a show. So they write until um, the, when the early show starts. So yeah. she couldn't do the guesty. But the guest she did a guesty second show, super fun. And she's up both shows tonight, which is awesome. 
Oh, that's cool. The thing is, is sometimes we forget that we are subject to the same rules and laws as other humans, you know, <laughs> and in terms of like just making sure you're well-fed and, and uh, hydrated and stuff like that. Because yeah. I remember when I fainted at Gotham, I had eaten nothing all day, which is a first for me, by the way. <laughs> I was so upset because my son's father had just left the state for, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, uh, and then I had a, I'm like, I just had a glass of wine at Gotham on, I would say an almost empty stomach. And uh, that's when I, I fainted on stage. So anyway, the point is, is that happens sometimes you have to monitor that shit, which is weird. Cause you, I, you, you think, oh, I can drive 16 hours and do the gig. Like you have done all these things, right? Right. You, right. I, and sometimes it works. Yeah. It often works. I can have a fever and do the gig. I mean, not, not now guys, but back in the day, back in the day, many fevered shows. Right. I did a show one time that was so, I had the worst, you know, when you have that, the flu where yeah. you, you can't talk and you're talking like this and then you have a coughing jag and you cry. Uh, I did a show at Acme. I was headlining. Guess what I am replaceable. Holy smokes, they could have just gotten someone else to cover that. <laughs> it was because people still come up to me and it was like, that was the first time I saw you. That was super worrisome. <laughs> and I was like, did you not have a good time? They're like, no, that wasn't fun to watch you cough and then try to whisper out a couple of jokes and then have a coughing check. Yeah, I was like, you are correct. People at that point, if people are convinced you're going to die, they don't want to invest in your career. Like they're like, they're not going to be like, I don't want to be a huge fan of this comic because they've only got one more album left in them. If that. <laughs> right. I keep, um, I was listening. Okay. So I was listening to a set and I decided you, you ever have like six sets on your phone mm-hmm. and you're like, I only want to listen to the one I remember went well. Can, uh, I, can I say the last time I had success on my phone was in uh, the first t- week I had my phone because now, <laughs> now I have 7,000 sets on my phone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, when it gets, when it gets over 10, I get embarrassed and I just start uh, deleting them. So I did, I didn't delete my 2020 Bloomington Indiana set because it was I thought possibly the last set I would ever do on stage. Oh right. So I kept all the Bloomington comedy attic stuff from March that I did with Carmen Morales. I kept those uh, on my well, phone. Yeah, I. Uh, it's good to keep this, especially if you got to go remember old material, which you don't right now. But in in general, it's good to keep a like a a perfect set on your phone just in case you got to go look up that. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. So, but I listened to that because I have two, I have two bits that literally when they hit, they hit great. When they don't hit, I see the flaws in those bits. Yeah. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah. and, and there's, it would, I, I, and I see why they're not hitting when they don't hit Yeah. and people, and I don't think people are wrong. I think that that sometimes the the pacing and the and the set can be going so well that when I do the joke that doesn't always hit, um, it hits because of the pacing and because of the rest of the set. And yeah. uh, I believe that it, it, sometimes everyone thinks it's like oh, and I think this too sometimes. In fact, I'll talk about it after you finish the story. But of of the. Um, oh, this joke's too dark for people. And sometimes it's like, no, it's just how you approached it and how quickly you told it or what, you know, what the, whatever space you gave them to judge something, 
Yeah. Well, go ahead and I'll tell you my little well, revelation. Well, no, just it's it's either because the the joke. There's two things that are happening. Either the joke isn't done, right? Or, um, and it works because of pacing sometimes, and then it doesn't work when it's an audience when the pacing isn't perfect, right? And then, or the joke is done, and it always works. I mean, those mm -hmm. are the. I mean, those are the. I mean, there's yeah. two. There's two times it might not work, but there's only there's one time when it's always going to work, and that's yeah. when it's done. <laughs> so, true. yes, it's true. So, like, um, I okay. So, I've been trying to figure out how to jump into my mom stuff, right? Right. And uh, there's no good entry point. <laughs> right. It's a major uh, a gear shift, gear change, right? And uh, so. Uh, I've been giving a little, little people a little heads up without saying yeah. what I'm talking about. And that seems to be not helping. <laughs> um, and then like, I went to this, I did a show at this bowling alley in uh, Encino and it was a lot of fun, but it was, Ooh, it was no, excuse me, not Encino, Simi Valley. Okay. So Simi Valley is the home of white cops and their wives and girlfriends. Okay. So it's, it's that <laughs> mentality. And so they're, they like some jokes and then they're like at some other ones and they got really mad. They got really mad at my mom jokes. Um, oh. And then I got mad at the, back at them. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so it was, it was fun because, because I had the support of the comics in the back, which is even worse when you're, <laughs> when you start going after the audience and the, and some of the comics are like, you can yeah. see them going, yeah, torch these fuckers. Get them. Um, but, uh, but afterwards I was like, this isn't how I want to handle it all the time. I don't want right. to, you know, yeah, you don't audience, wanna... I don't want to be like your pussies for not laughing at my act. Like that's right. not, you know, every once in a while. Okay. But that's not how I want this <laughs> to go in general. So, um, so then, uh, last night I was at, um, uh, the West side in Santa Monica and oh my God, it's so beautiful. They fix it up even more. Chris. Uh, yeah. Chris Corbos, uh, Gorbos who owns it. It's just a, um, a beautiful and the bathrooms, you know what? Have some brand before you go out there and then take a <laughs> shit in that bathroom because it's okay. Like, it's not like all those, right. The silver tin stuff on the, on the uh, ceiling and they're painted this beautiful dark green, but they have white tile and then old, old fixtures. It's just, it's just gorgeous. And the this green is the room, West side theater in the yes. alley. Yes. Okay. And uh, the green room is great. And you know, it, the whole thing, the whole club just looks like it was scrubbed to pieces, you know, and that's he beautiful. got the PPP. Yeah, go ahead. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He talked about it. He awesome. said he did. Yeah. yeah. I hope every, every incorporated person or business should have got some PPP, honestly. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, but, but, uh, so it was two shows and it was, and the first show was sold out and, uh, just, it, it was so fun. It was, and, and, oh my God, I saw so many great sets. Uh, Chris Estrada was there. He was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zanabe Johnson was there. Nice. Hilarious. Uh, Jenny Zagrino was nice. She has this bit. I'm, I'm just giving you the, the very basic structure about where she calls herself fat. And then the bit is about people's reaction to her using that word to describe herself without mm -hmm. being mortally depressed and just using <laughs> it as an adjective. And it's really, right. really funny. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it's so different from how, female comics were permitted to discuss their bodies 
in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, you know, and in the seventies, you had Joan Rivers, who was literally anorexic, calling herself fat Mm -hmm. and, and negatively. And now you have Jenny's Greeno just going, you know, I am, I own it. I'm fine with it. And if, you know, and then, and then having great jokes about people's right. Other people's right, right. discomfort, which I thought I was like, this is fucking awesome. That's an awesome take on it. Here's now take or leave this, but I was thinking, you know, everybody is opening up with what, with uh, some talk about the pandemic and the, and mm-hmm. the COVID and all this stuff. What if you just open on the dead mom stuff? You think that it's a hole that you would have to climb out of, but I, I think well, that because then you wouldn't have to get into it. You could just go right to it because you're addressing the pandemic. I'll try it. I'll try it. Um, my next set. Well, my next set's a zoomer at Flapper, so I think everyone there knows she died. But then the one after the next set after that is the out. I don't know. I got to find. I got to find a show with regular audience members and not sympathetic. And then. Right, right. sympathizers in the audience. <laughs> and my ne- my um, next show after this one is I'm in Costa Mesa opening up for Maria, and there's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to be able to tell if my gender sexuality joke with this weird sort of dead spot in the middle that I'm wor- wondering uh, worrying, yeah. Yeah. and this other thing, uh, yeah, there there are two two spots in that one that that uh, that I that I, are the two spots I'm talking about. Uh, yes, before and. There's no way to tell it in front of a Maria Bamford out. Uh, I know. Because they are the nicest people on the planet. You know, that's so interesting because I, I was going to bring this up last time we talked and I forgot is, is um, like, especially during Pride, Pride Month, you know, you're doing a lot of shows with a, like a, a very high percentage of gay audience members that are, you know, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's out about it. And so when, like when I, a straight woman, talk about men in my act, everyone knows I mean straight men, right? And mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm talking to an audience that's not, uh, let's say, uh, cherry-picked. You know, it's just whoever came in, and it's mostly, I would say, a majority straight audience in a regular, in a, in a just a, cl- a comedy club that's handing out coupons and stuff, right? And so, so I'm just, just saying men. Now, I mean straight men. But I was like, should I, okay, if I'm in front of an audience that's hardly has any straight men in it. So, you know, the men that I'm complaining about are actually not in the crowd. You know, uh-huh. the guys in the crowd are probably fucking super hella cool, you know, and aren't sexist against me. Right. So then do I say straight men in the, in whatever chunk I'm doing. And then that, that actually kind of changes the, it feels heavier to me, you know, I mean, I'm all about eliminating words. And so if, if you, if, if my shorthand, when I, when I say men in a certain voice, you know who the fuck (laughs) I'm talking about. Okay. You even know which straight white men you're talking about. (laughs) Exactly. You're talking about that asshole. You know, that guy. Yeah. All named Bill, you know, those guys. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, so there was like a couple bits where I was like, I, you know what, I, I feel like my, my level of assumption is so high in this bit that for me to change it and add straight men, uh, you know, straight women, cis women, uh, you know, when a bit is not about that at all, I do have a bit about cis women where I use that phrase heavily, but it's about cis women. So, uh, I just didn't do those bits, even though I thought they would do well. I was like, I don't know. It, 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 I always felt, I felt like I'm going to seem um, like I'm not aware of my audience. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
I, it's hard to look out in the audience and, oh, by the way, I've been trying to give away masks and nobody in Texas wants a mask. Of course they don't. So I'm going <laughs> and I just, I'm like, you could also, they're very thin cotton. They would work really good with Windex, no streaks. They're dish towels. Uh, yes. They're, they're nice little, little rags that you could use. Mm -hmm. Cause I have thousands of them. Please take one. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, Time um, to go to the UK, Jackie, they're shutting down again. Yeah, and well, they ought, man. Mm -hmm. they, what they name the new strain? Delta? Delta? Okay. <laughs> after your favorite airline. That's why they no, do it. Oh, no. After the, after the airline that's been hijacked twice in the last month. Like, Delta's had Wait, didn't up. they? Didn't, I was talking to my sister about this, and I said, I haven't been able to find even a reference to that. And Darla told me that somebody charged and then charged that they tried to hijack. Yeah, there's and, two attempted hijackings of Delta flights this the, in the last and the, month. And the flight attendants just tackled them and then knocked them off, right? Uh, I, I, you know, one what? of them, I yes, would know. it was like somebody off their meds who like had a flip out and ran towards the thing. The other one, I think, was more serious, but one of them, I mean, they're both serious, but one was like, is somebody just flipping out? I think oh, that one was, was that the one where the guy was a former flight attendant or an off duty flight attendant was the off meds person? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So all I know is that, and I can see because Delta is the only one that's being as serious as they are about masks. Oh, really? Yeah, they are completely, they are literally just going, remember I told you that they they, had, they took that guy off the plane two weeks ago, three weeks ago, where he was some 25-year-old hulking dude who was just smirking. And yeah. we were still at the gate and the flight attendant got on the, on the, over the horn and she goes, you had to click that you were willing to wear a mask three times. If you are not willing to wear a mask, we're going to kick you off the plane. You yeah, can't, good. you can't fly on Delta. It's not going to happen. And, and, and they also, there's this whole thing about, you know, even if you're, even if you're vaccinated, you have to wear the mask over your mouth and nose. If you, if it comes below that, we will tell you, and we will tell you three times. And the third time, we'll give you a card that tells you that you cannot fly Delta anymore. So I think because they're so serious and they're so like hammered down on it, because as I've walked through the airports this trip, there were people with no masks on in the airport who were not being approached by bossy magoos going, "Hey, man." Put on your mask. Like well, there was I a, mean, in, in Texas airports, you you don't have to wear a mask. In, in uh, right? well, no, no, no. Uh, airports, I think, are federally mandated, and until September. But uh, okay, I, I don't know if you have just to wear... enforcement. No, no, but well, that that's the law. I don't. But enforcement, yeah. I don't know what's being done. There's also signs all over this hotel saying you have to wear a mask if you're not vaccinated. And every restaurant I walk into, it says if you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. And I don't, I don't trust. Oh no, I don't know how to. What am I going to ask? It's it's just weird. No. So. There they the people these people love these people these unvaccinated people these <laughs> these disease savages they love to flaunt the law they love to go fuck y'all fuck all y'all i'm not wearing no mask so they love it they love not getting vaccinated when they walk into a restaurant spreading their aerosols all over good people they feel happy okay that's that's who we're talking about jackie oh my gosh uh 
Laura House has such a great bit about aerosols and that I'm not going to ruin because everyone should yes. see it. But um, I will say this. She was riffing about there is a giant stuffed bear on the stage of the creek of the cave. And it's yeah. life-sized. It's a life-sized brown bear <laughs> uh, with a, a life-sized salmon, like a, mm -hmm. a, a, a pointy fit, pointy toothed fish that it's holding onto. And it's huge and it's real looking. And then it has a tiny bow tie, but it also, <laughs> uh, Laura, the first show Thursday night, she came to the set. Uh, she was riffing on it. She, and she turns away from it after riffing on it for about a minute or so and goes, how great would it be if it was animatronic? <laughs> and then, then she just kept, she went back into her set. But I was like, oh, man, that was so great. I wish it was animatronic. Um, well, I, I'm, uh, I love a stage with a fake bear on it. You know that I've said that since this podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the first things you told us when we, when we first so, met. You have two tonight? Two tonight, um, seven to nine again. And then. Those are um, early. Yeah, yeah, everybody, you know, I'm back at the hotel by 11, 1130 these days. It's kind of great. Is it a nice hotel? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice hotel. It's a, it's a, it's an indie thing attached to a Holiday Inn Express. So they mm. have Cup of Waffle. They're doing, they're doing Cup mm. of Waffle. I love Cup of Waffle, but mm -hmm. you know what? You're in a state that has Waffle Houses all over it. So it's actually an insult to the greatest Waffle House <laughs> In the history of the earth. Here's what I'll say about a Waffle House. Going to take a tr controversial stand. Oh, Don't no. enjoy a Waffle House. Don't boo. do it. Uh, yes, <laughs> boo. Boo. Yeah, a couple of Californios not knowing that a Waffle House is gross. It's exotic uh, and delicious. It's not <laughs> gross. It's not gross. Your not food is prepared by mm -hmm. someone who did time. And, and uh, you they, can go to a Denny's for doing. that. You can go to a Perkins. <laughs> you could go to a George Webb's. You could go to any number of George Webb's. Is I the think Waffle that last one's been closed for 30 years. George Webb's yeah. is, uh, it's no, it's in Wisconsin. I think oh. there's still George Webb's in Wisconsin. Next to a well, house. Wisconsin? It was, Who cares? I've never heard of them. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> you go to your Waffle House, the, it's, the food is cheap. A 99% chance that your your waitress uh, is a single mother. So you, the money you save on the waffle, you fucking tip the shit out of her and you mm -hmm. get to make somebody's day and have a delicious waffle at the same time. Yeah. There's 31 George Webbs in Wisconsin. It is a Wisconsin-based... Wow, so you went and looked up that information while I was speaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the only way I could stand it. Anyway... Um... <laughs> Your defense of the Waffle House is unfounded. I'm not <laughs> saying that those people don't deserve uh, a pension and a life to lead. I'm just saying that um, I don't like the seating. I don't like it. It's almost always only a counter. And I'm no, like, what, what, they what, have boots what, all over. The, it's lined with boots. Sometimes, so sometimes <laughs> there's there's one in New Albany, Mississippi that uh, has a couple of like two tops and then it's all, I, I'm not a fan of what, what, what am I a hundred years old at a Woolworths? I'm, I don't want to go to some countertop diner kind of thing. I want there to be it's, a booth. They yeah. have booths. They have a <laughs> countertop and they have the whole rest of it is lined with booths. I've been in a ton of them before. Okay. 
people are staring at me in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. She's got. Uh, she's bought. Uh, I. Th- I. I wonder if it's publicly traded. You should totally buy into Waffle House stock if I, it is publicly traded. I have no um, idea. Um, I. I don't know. I, should I tell uh, the story and you can look it up? Um, no, so. I can't. I can't move. I, I can't move my operation. If I move <laughs> one square inch, my iPad's going to fall. Okay, it's true. So it's true. And we're going with we're going with video. Um, <laughs> I did a dork forest yesterday with Joyelle Johnson, who oh. has, a, has a new album out called Yell Joy. Yay! And her 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 Tonight Show was great. You should find her album. Yeah, Joyelle Johnson, uh, all good stand up comedy going on there. Her dork forest was about uh, Gone with the Wind. And I have oh! to admit, the movie, not the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have neither read the book nor seen the movie. Um, I've seen parts I, of the movie. I've seen Carol Burnett. I love, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I used to love that movie. Um, I loved Vivian Lee's performance. I, I was obsessed with Vivian Lee as a child. I read her biography many really? times. Yes. <laughs> She had mental illness. Laurence Olivier was a fucking piece of shit to her. She was married oh, to Olivier. Okay. And he considered her a movie star. And he was a serious actor. Um, but she was a brilliant actress as well. And mm-hmm. But she was plagued with mental health issues. And so I loved that movie because her her performance is quite comic and really and i I also i didn't think about anything else (laughs) you know i didn't think about any of the uh how the socio-racial yeah yeah, nothing i was Uh, like 19 or 20 and uh but i loved her performance i hated olivia de havilland's performance uh i hated who did olivia who did Olivia de Havilland play? Did she, she play the- played Melanie? She played. Melanie. The guy- oh, okay. She was married to Ashley Wilkes, also just a cut and a half. <laughs> today's lingo. Uh, and um, yeah, and you know, oh, there was. This is not at all how this movie was described to me by Joelle Johnson. <laughs> Joelle Johnson, yeah. fell in love with Gone with the Wind when she was eleven years old, oh. and. Um, because she looked at it and she was and she, and she said to everyone who anyone who would listen, where are these dresses? Why aren't we all wearing these <laughs> it was, dresses? It was a fashion thing. <laughs> yeah, it was entirely the dresses. She was like, why has this ever stopped? Why aren't we wearing reams of fabric and hoops? And um sure. and then she took me, this is the next episode, so it'll be tomorrow, but she took me scene by scene almost through the movie, 50 minutes of... Oh, my um, God. And she talked about Melanie and how Melanie uh, is uh, actually a good person. And Ugh, you think you yes. think that she was... <laughs> you think Boring. that it's fake. You Boo! Think that it's- <laughs> But it isn't, and uh, and then and and how and how what's her face um, Scarlett O'Hara finally realizes that Ashley loves Melanie in those last moments, yeah, and always has, and uh, and I was like, this is this is a movie about people making like terrible life choices, and she's oh, like, oh, awful, right, and she's like, I, there's nothing I love more than watching white women make terrible life choices, <laughs> and. Um, and that was the only thing. And then yeah, it was really, and I didn't, because I didn't know what she was going to say about Gone with the Wind because I had never seen it or, or or saw it. But I thought that it might have had some, like she was going to discuss the the historical 
uh, accuracy well, of the film. Yeah, I mean, it's come <laughs> under fire, and, and I think they re-released it with, like, some information up top, you know. Well, she owns, she owns the four... Yeah, is is uh, is uh, pr- portrayed as you know uh, just adorable almost here, and no one's no one's harmed really. Everyone's in a good mood, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, the one thing that we were talking about, which is of course uh, obvious, is that is that people always you know were like, well, why did Mamie stay? Why did Pork stay? Why did Prissy Mammy. stay? Yeah. Mamie, mm-hmm. Mamie, what? Uh, okay, whatever. And uh, but the uh, but. As Joyelle was pointed out, which I've heard before, but um, is an excellent point, is that it wasn't like anyone was you you, you didn't free these people with a hundred bucks in their pocket, right? There was right. nowhere to go. There was right, nowhere. Exactly. There was absolutely nothing. You were like, well, I have a job and a place to live, and it's horrible, but I'm gonna stay anyway. So hey, let's uh, let's take a break. Okay. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about the- this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And- okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. And let's do Comic of the Week. Oh, yes. Rose so, Matafeo? Matafeo, yes. She's, Matafeo. Um, I think we talked about her last week. She's, uh, I believe, Kiwi. Um, oh, that's right. She, yeah, from New Zealand. And she um, has this great show on HBO Max called Starstruck. Uh, I okay. just finished the first season. It's so good. Uh, I, you know, it's just, it's like a, maybe a six or eight episode. It's it's like how fucking shows should be, where you just you know, <laughs> have to make 22 and then beat it out for six more years, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's going to be another season, but uh, it, it's beautifully shot. She's really funny. It's a it's a great premise. It's about uh, a normal girl, her, who uh, hooks up with a movie star, and then they end up in a relationship that is, of course, very uh, unbalanced <laughs> because of who he is and who right. she is. It's really really great, and um, uh, it was it very ins- inspiring to watch when you see a comic, you know, come up with something in their voice and just yeah. hit it out yeah. of the ballpark. Okay, so and it's Rose as the word Rose underscore. Yeah. Uh, Matafeo, M-A-T-A-F-E-O, and let's all go find uh, her sort of straight-up stand-up. I'd love to see yeah, some she of has that, a, too. She did a half hour for HBO Max, so that's on oh, there Okay, as well. so that's yeah. on there as well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Rose Matafeo, I'm in. <sighs> I am ha- I'm, I'm excited to come home uh, tomorrow. I am excited to come home. Yes. Tomorrow. And then I'm home for a week and a half. And then we go to Portland, Oregon, I believe. Yes. Our, and uh, it's um, not Maine. And let, or I bought the wrong plane ticket. Yes. It's Portland, right. Oregon. <laughs> I do want to go to Portland, Maine. I did stand up there once. It was really fun. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind going. Uh, sure. I want to mm-hmm. go everywhere as, as I've stayed right. frequently. Yes. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. I, I have a, okay. I have a new joke. That um, 
And uh, it's it's one of those where like uh, comics have come up to me and and seen like watched maybe a whole set or something or maybe not. I don't know what they're doing in the back, but said, oh, my God, I love that thing. <laughs> You should do more with that. I'm like, it's just fucking brand new. Easy. I'm trying. Right. <laughs> right it's three lines right now. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's like when that feeling of, uh, when you start, when you, when you, and a juke, new joke sort of breaks open. It's like when you're, you're cracking an egg, right. You're tapping it. And all of a sudden, boom, the yolks all over the frying pan. You're like, I'm making an omelet. You know, it's <laughs> got many different ways to go. I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. can you tell us the big picture or is it, do I have to wait? Nope, you gotta come see me live, bitches. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, feel free uh, to come and see us at the Siren in Portland, Oregon, on July second mm-hmm. and third, because that is—it's uh, important to me that I figure out how to do door deals. And uh, <laughs> one way that I can figure out how to do them in a positive fashion is if uh, they sell out. Just, that is—that uh, yeah. is the ideal. And um, you know. Gina Cambry Cruz, she owns a QED in Astoria, which we did oh, right. a live. Okay. So we've done a live Jackie and Lori there. It's a great room. They have mostly stand up. They have lots of other performances there. She built it herself from scratch. I told Chris Gorbos, I'm like, you are the West Coast Cambry because you own, you own this space, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still mortgaged and stuff, but like you, you re, you renovated it yourself, right? Yeah. So and camp, they've been closed. Uh, QED's been closed for 13 months, of course. And, uh, she, you know, she she was tweeting, like, you guys think just because we're open, it's all together? No, we, we still have a landlord who wants, you know, mortgage and uh, rent, excuse me, rent from the last 13 months, et cetera, et cetera. And that somebody had called about a 930 show on a Saturday and asked if it was free. And she was so pissed. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Are yeah. you serious? How would you think any kind of performance venue could ever have a free show for right the next now. 10 years? You yeah, know? or at least the next year, you know, and Jesus. it's, yeah. So, and if you do go to a venue and for some reason you get in free, you got to buy shit there. Yeah. And don't buy yeah. water. Okay. <laughs> or, or buy the most, the fanciest water or Whatever. tip big or something, right? Just yeah. make sure that you spend some money. If you, oh, if you, dang. right. If you're going to go out, figure out budget to, to spend some money because it's, it's, it's been like, a bad year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, I guess still in LA, uh, we don't know if comedy and magic is opening back up yet. It hasn't opened back up yet. And okay. uh, the ice house hasn't opened back up yet, which is weird because the ice house is owned by one of the Laker uh, family, one of the siblings that owns the Lakers. So yeah. it's, it would, I would think, I don't know. I would think they would have the funds to, <laughs> to stay open. Right. You know? So, but flappers is doing weekend shows now. Are, are flappers, flappers doing Flappers, I think, is uh, back to 24-7. Okay. Flappers never sleeps. You got to love Flappers. You do, because um, they're between the Zoom and the, did you want to buy toilet paper? And, 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 oh, uh, my God. Yeah. And the feeding the elderly. I mean, yeah. they, uh, everyone they, else had a pandemic off, and Flappers had a pandemic on. Like it was Right. Just, they just threw everything at the wall trying oh to make God. another they $12. It. They totally did it. And um, we both did that show with uh with pardo and yeah. um oh my gosh so 
my anecdote in my weekly, because I'm still doing the weekly email, was me yeah. sitting awkwardly with Angel Gaines and Jay Leno. And um, <laughs> because I didn't know, um, I just, there was just such a weird silence in the room. Right. And nobody was introducing themselves to anybody. It was just me, Angel, and Jay. And so I said to Angel, hi, I'm Jackie Cation. And she said, I'm Angel. And we shook hands. Or we waved because she was wearing a mask. And yes. um, and then I turned to Jay Leno and I said, well, I know who you are. I'm Jackie Cation. <laughs> and, which is a weird thing to say. But I was like, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> and then yeah. there was a giant silence. And I said, well, I have a good story about you being a good guy from the 90s. And he goes, really? <laughs> and then I told that story. And uh, and he was like, I remember that guy. That would have been 20 years ago. And I said, if not 23. Yes. And um, he's like, what do you happened to Greg Fiddler? Yeah. Anyway. Do you think he's awkward around female comics you never put on The Tonight Show when he knows <laughs> that we've been doing stand-up the entire time he had The Tonight Show? Maybe that's an awkward feeling. I could have told him that story, which was when I, I um, impromptu opened for Dennis Miller in yeah. Reno. Right. And uh, I was doing the catch at the Reno at the Silver Legacy. I was mm -hmm. headlining the Catch Rising Star. He was doing the theater, which is in another part of that Silver Legacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, casino. And so the club owner, the club manager comes up and says, hey, uh, Dennis Miller forgot to get an opener. Could you go down and do 20 minutes and open? Uh, oh. You can have, have $500. And I said, yeah, right now? And they're like, yeah, right now. So uh, I went downstairs and did 20 minutes and then I got off stage and as we passed and I used to have it on tape because I recorded my set. Yeah. Um, uh, he said, you're great. Has Jay seen you? Oh my God. And I said, and this was, and this was, I don't know, 2004, 2003. Right. And I said, Jay who? And then he said, ah! no, because I couldn't think who he meant because I mean because the two the Bob and Bob and Bill or whoever the two Bob and Ray who were the Bob two and guys Tom? Tom, no no the two guys who booked the Leno show oh Bob Ross and I know you're talking about I forget the name of the other guy yeah they all had like there were like four Ross. first names yeah, between yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Four, the two of them they all had yeah. first yeah. and last names that were Ross, first names David Jim Bob yeah I know what you're saying <laughs> Anyway, but those guys never liked me. They were never right. into me at all. They yeah. never thought I was the right fit. And uh, they weren't right, by the way. Could have done it. Turns out yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hit everywhere. Yeah. Guess what? After 10 years, everyone's got six minutes they could do on late night. I, 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 I believe almost everybody, you know? And Yeah, unless you... Um, yeah. There's a few, it's, uh, it'll be, okay, you're never, but you could find six, <laughs> you could find five to six minutes if you work with somebody and help them out a little bit. You know, right. some people don't know, they don't know, understand what can be on TV, you know, or they don't know they have to work around whatever host sensibilities. I remember when Corey Kahaney, I first moved to New York and I was doing this Two Boots Pizza. They had a room downstairs and Two Boots Pizza on the Lower East Side. It's a great little room. And uh, I, I was still doing an impression of my mom that killed on the road. And she goes, don't, she goes, you gotta drop that. Letterman hates when female comics talk about their moms. Oh. <laughs> and I dropped it for no reason. It for no out. reason.
reason because Letterman <laughs> didn't care. And um, but but yeah, it's weird. Like I I was there too with you with Leno, and I I've never met him before, and um. Uh, I, I think he is uncomfortable with comics he doesn't know, right? Yeah, like, I, ju- I just don't think he's great socially. And that's and he's, okay. He, he usually hangs out at Comedy Magic where he knows everybody. And and since they're not open yet, you know, Flappers is a new place for him to hang out. It's a new, it's a whole group of comics he's never met or had on The Tonight Show. It's just like a lot of... <laughs> It's a lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and but but uh, I had to go up after him, and so Gary, who was hosting Gary Cannon, goes, "What's your intro?" And I just said, "Writer for Conan." Just let him hear it as he leaves the room, as he's escorted from the room. I was like, I, I, you know, it was hard. Like I, I don't understand. I mean, I know why I was later in the show, and it was because. Everybody else has to go up early so they could leave. Oh. Um, and um, not me, not you. Um, yeah, but it was it was me and Preacher Lawson. Yeah. So who closed? And everybody was great. It was a great oh, show. Yeah. It was a great show. Preacher mm-hmm. was hilarious. You were hilarious. You were fucking on fire. You know, Leno. They love Leno. He did. Mm-hmm. He did fine. Uh, Angel was really funny. I've never even mm-hmm. seen her before. She was really funny. And Pardo. Right. Oh my God. I love Pardo so much. <laughs> I'm so glad to see him. He's so funny. I haven't seen him He's in so He's so funny. Long. And I know that I, you know, when, when you see him do the crowd work and you know that he's done some version of that. Yeah. You know, and there was a guy who's like, what's your name? And the guy said his name was Tommy. And, uh, and he goes, oh, I'm Jimmy. We're adult men with uh, children's names. No, he said and, Ricky. Ricky, oh, it was even Ricky. Worse. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he then he talked about how Bill Dwyer. It was oh, Mike yeah, Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. Mike Kaplan, how he spells his name, and Bill Dwyer, <laughs> how he spells his name. And it made me laugh because I'm mentioning three different comedians in my set. Um, <laughs> Comedy's uh, becoming quite self-referential. <laughs> yes, I still pretend I've never met a stand-up comic in my act. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do another break? Yeah, let's do that. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Round Springfield. Round Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to Simpsons folks about non-Simpsons things. That's right. So in the past, we've gotten to talk to legendary showrunners and writers like Al Jean, Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, Dana Gould, Mike Reese, and David X. Cohen. Voice actors like Maurice LaMarche, Maggie Roswell, and Yardley Smith, the voice of Lisa Simpson herself. Hell yeah. (laughs) So we've been away securing guests for our final five episodes we won't tell you everybody but we'll let you know that the last episode is kind of a big deal we got matt graining (gasps) homer's dad we got homer's dad check out new episodes of round springfield starting june 21st on maximum of fun or wherever you get your podcasts smell you later smoke them if you got them you guys (laughs) Jackie, even though I worked a bowling alley, I was thrilled to work a bowling alley. It felt really one-nightery, and it was like, this encompasses, you know, I love all the comedy experiences, you know? Right. I, I love, I love, even if I'm following someone who's doing a lot of crowd-pleasing stuff, and I'm like, you know, and I know that I have some bits that will not please this crowd, <laughs> I'm still like, let me add them, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
When you said Bowling Alley in Encino, I was like, ooh, that's by my house. But Simi Valley, I don't even know where that is. So <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's way out there. Uh, it's out there, right? It's yeah. where I live and I'm recording right now. Oh, oh is it? <laughs> Pardon me. Is oh, it you're in not the shadow? wrong. Nothing you stated is incorrect. <laughs> is it in the shadow of Magic Mountain? No, it's it's literally no. directly next to the valley. I'm I'm 15 minutes from you, Jackie. Oh, right. You're close. Yeah. So but is Simi. So. Is Simi Valley where Rodney King was beaten? It's where the trial happened. Okay, right, right, right. And and uh, long proud all history the, all of the cops awful, were awful found things. Innocent. Yes, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> right. What Laura House did a bit last night. She was like, "I was raised by a racist dad. Anyone else?" And then <laughs> it was such a great bit. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god, I miss her. Oh, me too. Um, I listen to. I don't have to. Oh, did you? I listen. Yes, I. I mean, it's her podcast with Annabella Gerwich, and it's mm-hmm. only fifteen minutes long, so it's so easy to commit to. You know, it's right. like you're, you've uh, going to a CBS. You got knock out the first half on the way, knock out the second half <laughs> on the way back home. Seven, seven done it's yes. uh yeah every podcast that i've been doing lately everybody else's um i've been plugging uh andy's podcast he has this podcast that he's doing called ethics and video games oh yeah where, where him and a philosopher a guy who teaches philosophy discuss uh different video games and you know the ethics of monetization and the storylines and all these different mm-hmm. things and um and it's, uh, but I've not listened to any of them. And I said to Andy the other day, what day does ethics and video games come out? And he goes, that's an excellent question. Uh, <laughs> so he has no idea. I think it's Wednesdays. So okay. but I, I think there's like 10 or 15 episodes out now. That's really he's cool. He's been doing it for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah. I, um, I am like, hate, like I have a guilty pleasure podcast that i'm not even going to say the name of the podcast because i don't want this person to know i, I listen to their podcast. chat chat chat, chat. chat. no i can't touch my ipad or i'm gonna lose contact with oh, you guys yeah well Ooh. what if i if if it's uh i'm just gonna guess and let's pray take guesses that jackie and pray that it's not true how about this <laughs> we both guessed um wait i don't <laughs> see hold on i'm afraid if i even look you can chat. do it. I I don't understand why there's wicker involved, but um, I put a hat over the, a hat. the iPad so it wouldn't get overheated. Okay, um, because, because you're out in the world. Yeah. No, no, you're all wrong. Ha ha. Good. We both Good. are. Damn. Yay! No, I'm happy though because those are both weird. <laughs> but, but this it, it is a comic podcast, and he fucking hates everybody, and he hates people I hate, but he hates people I like. But either way, I just appreciate. The balls out, cranky dumping on people, and I love hearing it. It's like, it's, like if he came after me, I would be like, "Yes, do it." Um, so I listen well, to that, that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I think that that's uh, to, if you if he came after you, you would feel validated. I would. That's, uh, yeah. that's why I do this podcast with you every week because you come down hard on me. Exactly. That's my next guess. And, um, but, um, I, well, I had this to say, I mean, I'm just trying to kill time till the hour's up. Did you have a thing you believe in fervently? Uh, I don't, uh, do I have anything that I believe in fervently? Um, I'm, I'm actually without faith right now. It's very sad. Um, so I, I tweeted a picture of how I told my son, we, my friend Cheryl, 
uh, winter house and uh, she got a gigantic pizza, like the, like the biggest size. Right. And, she, and uh, my son had a little bit and she said, take the rest home. So we bring this giant pizza uh, box home. And uh, so I get to sleep, but I say, Hey, could you put the pizza away? Meaning put it in something, you know, put it in Tupperware, uh, put it, condense it, put it into something tiny. And he 14, put the entire, 14, you <laughs> put the whole box like he knocked sideways over milk. everything's yep. knocked over he put the box in and went to bed and uh so i took a picture of it and tweeted it and i think it might be my most viral tweet because mo- people are arguing whether that's like half of them are like i do this all the time what's the problem and the other half were like <laughs> divorce or whatever right. and then there's a second level of hate because my refrigerator is apparently not clean enough for a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> So that happened. Yeah, that. Uh, oh, there it is. Oh, that actually doesn't look that bad. Thank you. I, it's not that dirty. No, no, it's the the dirt's gross. But um, what Jackie. I meant was where the pizza is. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just I'm kidding. In the same boat as Jane. It's uh the uh the the fact that the box fit in there is kind of amazing. I thought that the box was bigger than that. The dirt. No, my my refrigerator is also filthy. I think I would have cleaned it before I posted a picture or photoshopped it, which would have been harder. But I would have taken that effort just so that I wouldn't have to deal with humanity. And well, you know what? I guess you like to lie to your audience, but I don't. <laughs> you should see this car. You think that my fridge is bad. This car is disgusting. I once, I remember you were going to lend me that car one time, and I swear to God, my first thought was, I'm going to take it and get it cleaned. Wow. And then I'm going to borrow it. Uh, and use it to whatever I needed to borrow it for. But I was going to take it. Kitty Corner from Magnolia Grill is a very nice uh, inside and out car cleaner. Listen, I, this is not <laughs> what this podcast should ever be about, is the my car. Um, we had, you know, Conan, of course, our next, this week is our last week. If the you're listening week, yeah. tonight, you know, we have like great comedy coming up. We've had some really great comedy on this week because we've had a live audience to play off of and stuff. I'm writing monologue jokes again. I feel like my old self, you know? Yeah, you do. Um, but we met, we, yesterday we all met at the theater and, uh, and, Conan and Andy and various writers would sit and we would talk about like pieces we had on the show. Um, kind of like a behind the scenes kind of thing. That's going to be part of team Coco's YouTube universe mm-hmm. that will live on post uh, Conan's late and night. He's, he, he's still doing his podcast too, right? Conan. Oh yeah. He's doing his podcast and um, he's, yeah, he's definitely doing his pod- His podcast is killing it. Uh, we're like, hey, could you mention the show on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's doing the podcast and, uh, you know, hopefully prepping or it seems like excited for whatever he's going to try to do on HBO Max. Um, but yeah, it's just like a it's a really uh, sad week. Yeah, and of course, yesterday was a one year anniversary of my mom's. Right. Uh, murder by Donald Trump and yep. uh, Deborah Burks. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, what a week. So that was, what a week. That's a lot, man. And my son became fully vaccinated on the same day that my, uh, on the same, on, on the yesterday. anniversary of my mom's death. Yeah, which is so crazy. Yesterday was his two weeks? Yeah, two his, weeks after the second shot. Yeah, yeah, peak. Did I tell you my mom, uh, 
on so two three days ago uh her picture popped off the wall for no reason right two days ago i was what? standing next to the weber grill that i got thank you twitter for logging it or weighing in on that and uh <laughs> the top the top popped off the grill for no reason the whole top that's half yeah the, half the weber just popped up well i'm yep. standing next to william who knew my mom, the contractor we share, he knew my mom and he immediately started praying to her. <laughs> what did she give you the Weber? No, I don't know. I think she's just poking. She was poking me before the anniversary. Maybe she thought oh. I forgot or something. Right. I right. Uh, I would, I tend to forget. Um, <laughs> not your mother, uh, my, <laughs> my own random deaths. So, um, sure. Yeah. But it's weird um, when, when you, the first year, it's, it's just a special time where your, your, that person was alive this time last year. And then right. they go into, now they become part of the history. Like I'm so used to my dad being dead. It's weird. You know, I'm like, oh mm -hmm. yeah, he's dead. I just, he just lives in my memories now. And for, and my mom, because I'm still in the same house, it's, I still feel like she's right around the corner. But I, I, I think that that year is super important. I think that tradi that traditional year of mourning yeah. is for some reason also, there's an arc there that happens and it may be, it may be physiological just because everyone I know who's died in the last couple of years, uh, they're, they're surviving, you know, their, their kids and their spouses and whatever. Um, that first year was just sort of a numbing kind of time, a yeah. time when you're like, there's the grief is it's numbing, whether or not, right. You know, right. No matter how much, you know, if, if it's someone you're close to, mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. that. But it, it doesn't even matter if it was it was something that you wanted, you know, or do, not wanted. But, Jackie, uh, are you are you are you going out of your way with this tortured explanation because you think I wanted my mother dead? secretly no. and you're like i have to oh okay no no i know that you didn't want your mother dead i know that you joked about uh not missing her but the thing is no is, i wanted to murder her that's right what I, <laughs> I didn't want her actually dead i just i wanted to participate in her death so that's what right. was taken from that me was the and twist <laughs> <laughs> that's what was taken from me <laughs> yes yes ah, shit everything fell okay but you're still there. It's still there. barely. Yeah. There's How much like more time do we have? Four minutes, three and a half minutes. Right. Well, uh, so uh, I went for a walk today and I found the the street that the moon tower is on. Um, like the last two days, like yesterday and Thursday. Moon tower is on. Moon tower is just a festival that takes place everywhere, right? Right. But it's mostly on that Congress. Oh, on, right, on, right, right, right. Yeah. And it, I thought where the creek in the cave is and where this place is was so far away from it. It turns yeah. out it's just four or five blocks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but it's so hot out. It's literally and super moist and gross. And, is Moon Tower um, happening right now? No, Moon Towers in a month. I asked if I could be in it. I was told that they passed on me this year. I so, guess I know when Moon Tower was if I was in it. So uh -huh. that's what yeah, know. you would. Mm -hmm. But everyone passes; they make their own choices, and I support all of them. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
uh, choices have to be made. And uh, <laughs> but I think that there's even a poster out of who's who's coming and going. Mm. So I was supposed to. I had a weekend booked in Humboldt County. Yeah. But that guy emailed me and said, asked if he could move it to 22. And I was Why? like, okay. Uh, I They're think not George Lopez, I think. No, I'm uncertain. <laughs> it continues to be. <laughs> I'm pretty he sure. He has your calendar and he's just, he's just calling every <laughs> club. For some reason, he's fixated on ruining your career. <laughs> I'm just taking every weekend that I, that I was booked at. And uh <laughs> It's just the one. It was just the one. And uh, too funny. But the, um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to, I was, but I was looking forward to trying to book something around the Humboldt County is like six hours north of the Bay Area. Yeah. And three what to I was, six. I mean, Reading is three exactly from my parents' old house. And Arcata. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's another couple hours up. It's so beautiful yeah. up there. Oh, my God. Eureka, Arcata. Mm. Yep, yep. This guy named Dan Kaufman used to book a bunch of gigs up there. Major Pothead. It was oh, always, yeah. they were always, he was always barely had it together, but he did. And uh, man, those were fun gigs. Yeah. And so I was trying to book like a couple of gigs in the Bay Area. Yeah. And then, you know, like I'm trying to figure out when Throckmorton's going to reopen. Oh, and yeah. um, I have not yet gotten a response from Throckmorton. I've tried two different. Uh, I've tried to email and I tried to text. And um, hmm. so I guess not uh, at this time. But okay. um, and then and then I'm trying to figure out what else is happening. But it's a weekend gig, the Humboldt. It's a Friday, Saturday. And oh, there's a sweet. flight. There's a flight out of Burbank that flies into Arcata that isn't bad. Oh, my God. So is it, it could just it, be that. It's the, is it that airline that's like mm -hmm. a, a corporate, a little corporate jet? Yeah. It's just a little, it's a little, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I know it's a little a small. It, it flies to Concord as well. I think Carlos Alves Rocky was telling me that Concord is right next to Walnut Creek, Pleasant Hill. It's the East Bay. Oh, okay. It's like yeah, east yeah. of Oakland, uh, other side of the Caldecott tunnel. Okay. Maybe yeah. too many directions. Right. Uh, I, I stopped listening at Walnut Creek cause I know where that is. And, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Boom. Bye. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.